Hey, Big Four Bio listeners, before we get started, I wanted to let you know, since this episode was recorded, the Biotech Showcase has made a decision to go all virtual this year because of ongoing concerns about the COVID pandemic. The following is a special sponsored edition of the Big Four Bio Podcast. Daniel Levine, and this is the Big Four Bio Podcast. The Biotech Showcase has grown into a central part of the start of the new year in biotech as investors and industry executives gather in San Francisco to meet each January. This year's event, which will be a hybrid live and virtual conference, offers a rich agenda and once again includes the China Showcase, the Seed Showcase, and the Digital Medicine and MedTech Showcase. We spoke to Sarah Demi, founder and CEO of Demi Colton, which co-produces the Biotech Showcase with the EDB Group, about what's in store for this year's event and what participants can do to get the most out of the conference. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Hey, Dan, my pleasure. We're going to talk about the Biotech Showcase and the three other conferences incorporated into this year's event and how participants can get the most out of it. The Biotech Showcase will be a hybrid this year. What will that mean for attendees? It's a hybrid with limitations, if you will, Dan. Um, um, We are, companies uh, uh, will be able to present virtually by recording a company presentation and adding that to our partnering system. And what we've added this year for everybody, since it is a hybrid event, is we will schedule all of those Uh, um, those companies to present in a company presentation room in the proper schedule, and they will be introduced by a moderator who will then play the recorded company presentation. So while they're not there, it will almost be like they are there. Um, But, you know, we have, I believe, 261 uh, presenting companies this year in all three showcases. Um, and of those 60 are virtual, the balance are in person, which is pretty extraordinary when you think about um, the, the, the time, uh, you, know, the, you know, 20 some odd months into this, this COVID uh, pandemic and everybody's concerns. Uh, and we also have a, ri- a really rich program. Now we are limited somewhat in what we can do in terms of, um, uh, the virtual component of it, uh, because just, and I don't want to go into the details of it um, right now, but we are recording all the sessions that will be at Biotech Showcase. So we're doing an audio recording. Uh, they won't be streamed, but we are doing an audio recording of all of the sessions, and they will go into the partnering system so people can listen to them as though they were a podcast. And, and, and the biggest activity, as I'm sure you know, in addition to hearing the presenting companies and you know, going to the sessions that we have, 
um, is also doing the one-on-one -on -one meetings. And we're already, we're already very actively involved in scheduling one-on-one -on -one meetings in the partnering system. So it's, it will be a different year. It won't be kind of, it won't be quite like 2008 or nine when everything was really challenged. It will be a year in which we are recognizing the challenge and everybody is going back, you know, in person. Um, the other exciting thing to mention to you is that we have three showcases, uh, actually four if you include seats, a biotech showcase, China showcase, digital medicine and seat showcase. And they will all be under one roof this year over at the Hilton. We will have no components over at the Park 55 this year. Everything will be at the Hilton. And it's a, it's a miracle that we managed to fit it all in, but we have, and we think it will really mean that everybody will have an opportunity to see so many different components and uh, you know, hear and, uh, from so many different people um, in, in one place instead of having to run back and forth between two hotels. Well, in, in a normal year, this is a, a big event to coordinate. You've been through it as a virtual event. What does it take to do this as a hybrid event? Have you done anything differently this year? Um, yeah, we have. We definitely have done something different. I mean, what we are looking at for the most uh, for the most part is um, is planning this as though it's an in person event. And as I mentioned earlier, um, the we're not in a position to stream all of our content this year, so it, it changes uh, the dynamics uh, of what we're doing. So most of it will be in person. We are audio recording everything. As I mentioned, for those companies that are more comfortable presenting virtually, uh, we are including them in the program. So last year, we just put all the company presentations into the partnering system and they weren't scheduled. And that made a lot of companies feel somewhat uncomfortable getting the attention that they were looking for. This year, they will be scheduled and properly introduced as though they were on, in person. So I think that's a big, that's, that's, that's really important for all the companies that are participating. So everybody gets um, the, uh, the attention that they're, that they're looking for. And we are, you know, we are doing the audio recording. It's not quite the same as doing um, a complete virtual event. Um, this has been a, an awful lot of work pulling it together and blending all of the conferences into one, um, uh, one location, one venue where we can't expand. We only have a certain amount of space, um, but we're, we're making it work. We're making it work. For those attending in person, are there any special requirements they'll need to follow because of COVID precautions? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will meet the city standards, whatever is recommended by the city of San Francisco. And we know that anybody who goes into a hotel has to be um, masked. And we will require that anybody that goes to biotech showcase also shows proof of vaccination. Um, that's, that's, that will be really important to protect everybody. And we will also, in, in our company presentation rooms and in the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Imperial Ballroom, uh, space the scene uh, a little bit more 
uh, we will remove seats, so to say, uh, to, to provide more social distancing. So people will re be required to wear masks all the time while they're in the hotel in a public space, um, including those who are speaking on stage. The only time the masks can come off are when you're eating or drinking. The biotech showcases really democratized what has come to be Biotech Week in San Francisco. For people not familiar with the event, can you give a sense of how this has evolved and why it matters so much to people in the industry? I think its foundation speaks a lot to that, uh, Dan. It was established, um, as you'll recall, after Hamburg and Quist was sold to Chase, then J.P. Morgan. And J.P. Morgan's book, so to say, is really for those larger, more well-established companies. Uh, at that point in time, when I was at Bio, companies would say, Sarah, there's no room for us here. You know, the, you know we, don't, we don't have a place when that conference was founded to promote the biotech industry. And so I think Biotech Showcase has become known over the 14 years, 13 years going on 14 years that we've done it as the place where one goes to meet with the young up and coming innovative companies, the ones that are not yet um, you know, totally prime for, for JP Morgan, but who are perhaps will be at JP Morgan you know, in, in the future. So it's given us an opportunity to bring in companies that might, might just simply don't get um, you know, time elsewhere. And, um, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that. There is a rich agenda, which we'll talk about, but I think more than anything else, it's an opportunity for people to network and begin or advance discussions with potential investors and partners. I've always been amazed by the opportunistic bumping into someone in the halls or lobbies, but what does the showcase do to foster meetings and deal-making? Well, we have a partnering system. My partner, EBD Group, has built an extraordinary tool, if you will, called P1, um, where people can actually you know, go in and schedule one-on-one -on -one meetings and or if they don't do the one-on-one -on -one meetings on site, plan other times when they, you know, can meet, you know, perhaps in a lobby and hopefully not with $25 cups of coffee. Um, but we, we actually foster the one-on-one -on -one meetings uh, through a system. Um, the other events are the serendipitous bumping into each other in the hallway that traditionally happens. I was on a call earlier today uh, with, uh, with a group that's one of our supporters. And, you know, they, they were talking about for young companies in particular, uh, if you don't know the investors, if you haven't met the analysts, if you're still kind of new and getting out there, you have to go and meet people in person. You can't get on a Zoom call. It's just not quite the same. There always has to be that human to human interaction. And that's what I believe that we do foster. So we do it through the programming. We do it through the company presentations. We th do it through one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings and people simply being there in that same space at the same time, socially distanced this year, of course, and masked. Um, but but that, that I think is a hallmark of Biotech Showcase. Given that 
this is a hybrid event this year. Are you doing anything to allow people to connect virtually and drive interactions between presenters and attendees who may be attending virtually? Absolutely. They can all participate in the one-on-one meeting system. So for instance, we can schedule a meeting, you know, from Monday morning with a company that is presenting, you know, has presented or plans to present virtually with XYZ investor or XYZ potential partner. And that part, that, that, person can do meeting there virtually. Plus, after by after the end of the formal week, we will continue this for the following week so people can interact with each other virtually. So we'll do the, the in-person slash uh, component with the virtual part of it, and then we'll switch over to complete virtual participation in the program and meetings the following week. I, I know a lot of people are really chopping at the bit to get back to meeting in person. I'm wondering though, having done this as a virtual event, did you find it allowed people to participate who might not otherwise be able to do so given the cost of travel and hotel rooms? Yeah, you know, there is there is a component of that, certainly. Um, it allows, when, when you do it virtually, you certainly can invite people whose schedule might not otherwise allow them to participate in person. So that's one of the great flexibilities of the virtual side of it. Um, however, when, when, to, when you think about doing, trying to blend a virtual with in-person, so for instance, if we had two virtual people and two in-person people on a panel, it doesn't quite flow the same, if you will. You don't get the same um, ability for the audience to interact with all of the speakers, uh, including the virtual speakers uh, that you would normally get. You know how there's always that rush up to the stage after, um, uh, after we have concluded uh, a panel so everybody can meet one another. So that doesn't happen as easily. But, um, but you know, certainly, I, you know, I believe that the virtual component will be here to stay. It has to be refined a little bit more so that we get that, oh, what do I want to say? Um, so that we help enhance um, the participation in the meeting. I think there's a lot lost when you're not doing it in person. And I think, I believe that what we did last year with switching over to a virtual event allowed all of us, so many of us to get together at a very challenging time. But I think it's human nature, you know, to want to meet with people, to shake somebody's hand, uh, to get a new introduction and to do that in person. It's a, a packed agenda. Can you give us some sense of what to expect in some of the highlights? So uh, we will start off with um, an event that Global Genes is hosting on Sunday, Sunday um, late afternoon, that will go into a reception that will be, that they will do every year at Biotech Showcase. Uh, it will become an annual event. We move into our, um, our uh, Biotech Showcase uh, um, uh, workshops that will take place every morning from eight until nine. Then we're also, we will be embedding over at the, um, at the Hilton, the um, digital medicine program. 
We are embedding the China Showcase program, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We will also host, be the host for the Alliance for Regenerative Medicine at the Hilton on Monday morning. Uh, we have speakers, you know, including Rick Bright, who um, uh, is now with the Rockefeller Foundation for Pandemic Prevention. Uh, Myrtle Potter has just agreed to participate. And we have a few other surprises that are coming up that I can't just, I can't say yet. Um, that will be, you know, part of the, the overall program. I think we finish up pretty richly on, um, on Wednesday with the finance session that we're doing during the lunch hour. And uh, we do a media roundup at the end of the day. Uh, Tuesday, we will be talking about the um, Biden agenda and what it will mean to, to our industry. And I, I, can't, I can't talk about everybody just yet, but I think uh, we will have a really exciting program for everybody. As you mentioned, there are these three other showcases incorporated mm -hmm. into this year's event, the uh, China Showcase, the Digital Medicine and MedTech Showcase, and the Seed Showcase. Do you have to register for each of those, or is it a one registration for all? One registration for all. Everybody gets access to all the program content, and which we you know, just moving it under one roof, I think is really gives us the opportunity to do that. Uh, we could not have done that if we were in two different hotels. Uh, so I make, think that makes a big difference. Plus, um, to me, it makes great sense since we are all in the same space in different disciplines, if you will, but all in the same space working toward healthcare you know, for all, if you will, uh, it makes great to bring everything together under one roof. Well, let, let's quickly run through each of those three conferences that are incorporated in here. Mm -hmm. What can people expect from the Digital Medicine and MedTech Showcase? So we, for the Digital Medicine MedTech Showcase, we have a um, group of pre-recorded sessions that they are doing. And then we will, they're going to be doing a plenary session, um, a, basically their kickoff session that will speak about the state of play in digital medicine. I think, I think the people that are involved in it will be really exciting for everybody to hear from. Um, they move on to speaking about um, um, who's investing in the space, what companies are the most innovative in the space and some of the newer technologies. So I think that will be really exciting. And the China Showcase, China Showcase, it will be again, another state of play. So it's a state of the industry, if you will, on, um, on uh, what's happening in the China uh, biotech, biopharma scene. Uh, and it will conclude with, um, uh, the state of innovation, what innovation is coming out of China at this point, um, which is really exciting. Even though uh, we, nobody will be able to travel to the States from China, uh, we, we have built a rather robust uh, program. And for Seed Showcase, uh, 
A big bulk of the seed showcase work will be the presenting companies, Dan. And, um, but the, the discussion, um, the session that we're doing will focus on, you know, what seed stage companies need to do in order to get the financing and the, the legs, if you will, to do deals in, in the biotech uh, space, basically to get themselves set up properly. Can companies still register if they're interested in presenting this year? Oh yeah, yeah, we have, we have room. We, you know, if it follows our past patterns, uh, companies will um, pretty much uh, pres- uh, apply to present right up until just before a biotech showcase takes place. What have you learned from, from doing the showcase during a, a pandemic? And do you think it's changed the approach in any kind of a lasting way? Yeah, you know, I do think so. Uh, I think so because, um, as I mentioned, the virtual component will be here to stay. I don't know how we're going to incorporate it completely to still provide the full experience for everybody. But at the very least, for presenting companies, especially very early stage companies who may not be able to afford to travel to San Francisco or who are located elsewhere, it will give us an opportunity to include more of them in our programming and give them them airtime. So for the companies, I think it will be really, you know, a, a good opportunity. I don't think, I don't think. Um, not being there in per- you can't you can't replicate being there in person in a virtual environment but we can use the the learnings from doing things virtually to help enhance the experience for everybody and that's what we that's what we hope to do so we are for instance pre-recording a number of sessions for both biotech showcase digital medicine medtech and the china showcase uh, that will be, um, you know, available prior to the event. So that I believe will be here to stay as well. So we're providing more content for people. And, and what advice would you have for attendees to get the most out of this year's showcase? Well, I'd love to say they should attend. Um, it depends upon who they are. Upon who they are. I think for companies looking to raise money, they should definitely be there in person and participate in the one-on-one meeting uh, program that we have so that they can meet with other potential partners and investors. The serendipitous nature of doing a company presentation in person and running into, you know, a family office or, um, um, you know, an investor uh, who's looking for earlier stage companies cannot be understated or overstated, I should say, rather. Um, uh, it's, it's really an important component of it. Um, and then, you know, of course, attending the sessions interest to, uh, to them. There's always an opportunity to meet some really um, great CEOs and great people that are supporters of our space. And where can people go to learn more about this year's agenda? They can go to biotechshowcase.com 
and click on the area that says uh, what's on. And then you can you can click on the agenda. And I know it's being updated every single day because we keep getting newer and newer confirmations. Sarah Demi, founder and CEO of Demi Colton, which co-produces the Biotech Showcase with the EDB Group. Sarah, thanks as always. Hey, thank you so much, Danny. Thank you, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for listening. The Big Four Bio podcast is brought to you by Big Four Bio, a leading aggregator service of four of the top life sciences centers in the world, Boston, San Diego, Philadelphia, and the San Francisco Bay Area. To subscribe for free to Big Four's daily newsletters, go to bigfourbio.com. This podcast is produced by the Levine Media Group for Big Four Bio. Our theme music is provided for the podcast by the Jonah Levine Collective and appears on the album Attention Deficit on Alpha Pop Records. 